And with our first selection, we select from camera Elias Peterson. Here's the move the Vancouver Canucks made last night. They acquired Tyler Toffoli from the Kings, Tim Schaller, prospect Tyler Madden, and a pair of draft picks, one of them conditional on the surface. Vancouver selects from the University of Michigan, Quinn Hughes. Vancouver Canucks pick up JT Miller from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for Merrick Mazanik, third round pick today. Conditional first round pick in the 2020 draft. A lot of good on that Canucks organization, a lot of good in that roster. Is it good enough to make the postseason? Not for me. Got good players, some, they seem stuck in the middle. And here's Peterson, scores! JT Miller on a power play in overtime, and Vancouver takes it 6-5. to five. Here's Horvath! Hello everybody, we're back. It's Pucks and Nucks with Matt and Dan. It's episode 14 now. We've got quite a bit of news here for you today. Uh, as because we were off for a week, Dan went away, so there's quite a bit we have to cover. Uh, not too sure how long this episode will go. Depends how far off topic we actually go. If it's anything like last week, it could be a long one. Um, but we're going to move into what we're going to talk about first right away is from last episode to today when we're recording this, both Dan and I have actually played an extra round of golf. I've actually played two rounds of golf. Uh, so Dan, how did your uh, last game at Burnley Mountain go? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, an improvement. I shot one on 11, which, uh, I originally thought I shot one on one, but due to my poor math skills, it was corrected to 111, uh, 57 in, 54 out, which I was happy with because it was a 13-stroke improvement from my last game. Um, obviously, less nerves, more knowledge of the course, you know, where you want to be in certain situations. Uh, and not that I got where I wanted to be all the time, but I did know. I just had a, troubles putting the ball there, but I did see improvement in my game. In my game. And I did shoot better in the back and the front, and I think we all know that the back is a lot harder than the front. So I was I was happy. Yeah, I uh, I also played Burnie Mountain with some other buddies. Um, shot 105, so a big improvement from me as well. Uh, didn't warm up because we went at like 7:30 in the morning, so I felt that kind of hurt a little bit on the front nine. Uh, I find the warm-up going to the range before actually helps quite a bit. We didn't get a chance to do that, which was kind of disappointing. Uh, but it was it was a great day. And uh, and the other game I played, uh, I actually shot one under. Uh, one under par. But uh, unfortunately, this was in uh, Los Santos in GTA V. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't do that on a real course. But uh, I shot one under in, in a video game. So... Uh, hopefully that uh, that can help me a little bit maybe on, on the course because I know we're going to talk about now is our contest winner, Michael uh, from Burnaby. That's his last name is from Burnaby. From Burnaby um, uh, he got in contact with the podcast account and uh, he was looking to play again. So we, we reached out to one of our, our buddies, uh, me and Dan. His name is Tony. He's uh, Portuguese, if anybody's wondering. He does the intro uh, voice for us. You're listening. Yes. Uh, Parks and Ducks podcast. Yes. He's, he's that that's, voice, the great announcer voice. He, that's him. Yeah, fantastic guy. Uh, he is Portuguese. Um, I don't know what else to say about him other than he's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he listens to this and he'll say, you guys didn't say anything else about me other than he's Portuguese. Um 
but that should tell you all you need to know about him is that he's Portuguese. Um, so we're we're looking we're looking to get a tea time for Tuesday morning. Uh, so this episode will be out by the time we're playing. Hopefully, we can get a time Tuesday morning, maybe Tuesday afternoon. We'll see. But uh, again, I, I can I think I speak for Dan and myself when I say, you know, we're both just here looking to keep improving and hopefully maybe I can shoot under 100. That's that's my goal is to be shooting under 100. My goal for Tuesday is to shoot 108 because that's a, bo- a double bogey on every hole. And considering I improve by 13 strokes between my first and second game, I think I can improve by three or more by second or third. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful week this week coming up and this weekend, obviously, too. But this won't be heard until Monday. So uh, if you haven't looked the weather uh, on Monday, it's supposed to be really hot on Monday if you're from Vancouver or anywhere in the lower mainland. And uh, I'm looking outside my window right now. It's a beautiful day. Uh, clear skies, uh, not much rain. Sunny highways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no traffic on Highway One, uh, but uh, yeah, we again we're getting carried away here. But uh, yeah, this week's gonna be very nice, very nice. So get outside and go play some golf. Yeah, and you know what else is gonna be very nice is the uh, exhibition schedule in a couple of weeks that the NHL just released. And why don't we uh, why don't we touch on that? Why don't you talk about your uh, your team? You don't talk about too much on this podcast. My Penguins. Oh yeah, their matchup there. Battle of, uh, let's say Battle of Philadelphia. Battle of, <laughs> battle Pennsylvania. of, battle of, battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, always, always good with those two teams. I know, obviously, they're not going to be playing in Philly and there's going to be no fans. But I know every time the Penguins go to Philly, they put pictures of Crosby in the urinals. And it's kind of funny. I, I kind of get a good <laughs> laugh out of that one. Um, hopefully, it's a good game. Obviously, you don't want guys to go all out and, and get risk and injured for in a, in a mean-nothing game, so we'll see. Uh, but the one I really want to talk about, uh, the Battle of Alberta. Uh, that's that's going to be happening, and I, I'm curious to see how much they actually go and how much they actually push each other because, obviously, like I said, you don't want your guys going all out, getting in fights, getting hurt, but also there's a lot of history there. Not Well, history, but also just this season. Uh, between those two teams. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Yeah, like, for me, I just... I mean, like, this is the right matchup if you want to get your team just absolutely amped up on adrenaline before before play-ins, you know? Like, oh, we haven't played a game in, like, three months or whatever it is. Let's just go play our rivals, you know? So, I mean, like, if I was a coach, like, you got to think, like, oh, man, Cassian's coming for my best player. Oh, man, uh... You know, like some goon is coming to take off Crosby's head, right? Like, like, do you really want that three, four days before y- your playoff series starts? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, the intensity level is going to be awesome. The entertainment's going to be awesome. We've got the Battle of Pennsylvania. Toronto and Montreal are playing. Battle of Alberta. Battle of Florida. Battle of New York. Battle of the Desert. Battle of irrelevant states between Minnesota and Denver there, Colorado. And, uh... At Battle of California. Oh wait, no, no they didn't. They make the forgot to come. Actually, <laughs> they forgot to get on the plane. They, 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 they missed the plane. Edmonton. <laughs> they missed the flight. They uh, jumped on a different flight at LAX. They're in. Uh, they're in New Delhi right now. So, uh, yeah, like I don't know. Like as a head coach, do you do you want these matchups? I I don't know. As a fan, yes. As a head coach, like you said, I don't know. 
Um, maybe not so much as a as an Oilers. As a Penguins fan, I, I mean, I don't mind it. Gets gets the boys fired up. Um, but I don't know, like, because the Penguins and Flyers the past few years haven't been so physical, but it's always just, you know, it's good hockey between the two. I'd be worried if I was an Oilers fan or a Flames fan. Uh, Oilers fan, shout out to Josh Clegg. Uh, he he is probably going to be shitting himself because he's worried that somebody's going to come after somebody. Uh, maybe Kachuk's going to do something stupid. Who knows? But I don't know. As a fan, hats off to whoever scheduled this. As a as a if I'm the head coach of the team, it, it's got its upsides and its downsides because, like you said, I mean, it could potentially be a huge motivator, right? First, like you said, first game after three months. It's been Jesus Christ. It's been three months. Um, three months and 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 to come into this game and play your rivals i mean that's that's gotta fire you up some somewhat right so it's it's yes and no as a head coach like i said i think i think both teams will be in the same boat i don't think we'll see anything super crazy because it's it's an exhibition game it means nothing right i think it's more just to get the guys in tune and and get it like kind of like a shape up game, and and we'll and then they'll be ready to go for August first, right? So, I, I I'm excited. I, I think it'll just be nice to have hockey back again, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, no, and I, I hate to give you credit here, but I remember a couple of weeks ago we were saying that while well, I said it, I thought it would be really stupid for teams to do exhibition games before the playoffs because of injury and stuff, and for matchups exactly like these, and you know what's going through. So credit credit to you for saying that. That would be a, a good idea, which oh, I, I don't know if it's a good idea yet. We'll find out, but you know, yeah, I don't know if it's a good through. idea it's going through. So kudos to you. But uh, how about we... another thing, I'm right on. Yeah, exactly. I just want to point this out. If we're if we're, if we're on if we're on the train of Matthew being right here, yeah, so let's uh, see how correct you Vez... are with these the uh, the play in matchups. What do you? Well, you I was I was gonna say I was just gonna talk about the Vesna quickly. Oh, I just yeah, want to say yeah, I was spot on, spot on with those predictions. I don't know, like. I must be a goalie or something, something or like you know, something like that. Um, spot on with those predictions. Good job, Matthew. Well done. You're just a genius. Um, really, really coming back from the whole Banff on the island thing. I feel uh, we're making a comeback here, and and we'll uh, we'll 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 hopefully be able to continue this with. Uh, we'll move on, Dan. You were going to introduce what we're going to do next. Yeah, we're just going to you know make our predictions for the first round here of the play-in. So, oh, we'll do, we're going to do the top four teams first. Uh yeah, so the top four. You you wanna you wanna start? Us yeah, off I, here? okay. So I'll start in the West. I have St. Louis finishing first, Vegas second, Colorado third, and Dallas fourth. Yeah, I I, I yeah I think I think the well, actually I think it's gonna be tight both ways. So I I think that's pretty fair though. I I, I think it's it's gonna be tight between those four teams. Uh, especially in the West, I would think so. It, it, it'll be good. To, I, I'm I'm excited. For, I'm just excited to see everything because I think everything is going to be like a close series, just because everyone's coming back, everyone's fresh, right? It's hard to, it's hard to make these predictions when it's been like you said, like we've been off for, for three months, right? So I, I I'd stick with that too. I think that's fair. Um, and and yeah, we'll. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna clear my throat here. <clears> throat> and yeah. I, I think I think it's a little bit easier to predict so, uh, more of the um, more of the uh, actual best of five series 
as opposed to the top four. The top four is going to be kind of tight, but I, I definitely roll with, with what you said. Yeah, okay. And then the East, I have I got Boston 1, Washington 2, Tampa 3, Philly 4. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it now. I think Boston will walk away with it for sure, and Philly will be fourth for sure. I think Washington and Tampa Bay, it could be either or. If I was to pick a definite one, hmm, because a healthy Tampa Bay team is is kind of scary. Um, but a playoff Tampa Bay team has not been scary yet. That is true. That's the playoff Tampa Bay team, who got swept by the Blue Jackets last year. If I need to remind any Tampa Bay Lightning fans, I don't think there are any around here that are listening. But uh, just so you remember, you got swept by the Blue Jackets last year. Uh. Ovi, Ovi is Ovi, so just on the fact that Ovi is Ovi, I'm going to put Washington at number two as well. Fair, fair. Okay, so let's do the let's do the whole the whole first round here. Do we want to, are we going to say in, in like three and four and five as well, or are we just going to predict, predict the winners here? Uh, let's let's do the whole whole how many games thing. I, I like doing that. Okay. Uh, do you want to start All with, right. you want to so start, you wanna start with the over, East or the I'll, West? Yeah, I'll just go around. Okay. I'll start with the West, and I'll just go around. I'll go around the whole horn. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna take Calgary in four over Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm gonna take Edmonton in four over Chicago. I'm gonna take Vancouver in four over Minnesota, and I'm gonna take Nashville over Arizona in three. Okay. And then the East, I'll take. Toronto over Columbus in five. Okay. Pittsburgh over the Canadians in three. Okay. The Islanders over the Panthers in four. And the Rangers over the Hurricanes in five. Bold. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give mine. Uh I think it's gonna be pretty much the same as yours. It might be a couple differences. Um I go Calgary over Winnipeg in four as well, uh, just because Winnipeg, aside from Connor Hellebuck, has not had much to look at. Who is gonna, Connor Hellebuck's going to win the Vesna this year? Uh, Edmonton, Chicago. I'm going to take Edmonton in four as well, ba- just based on the fact of lack of playoff experience as opposed to that Chicago team. Uh, I think I think Edmonton ha- has a much better team. I just think Chicago might sneak one out um, having all that playoff experiences and all those Stanley Cups. I know we talked about it with the Capsies wins Cups, guys. It's going to be Canucks in four for me as well. Uh, I'm going to take... I'm going to take... This one's kind of tricky. I'm going to take Nashville in... I want to say four. But I don't know if Arizona has enough to win a game. Uh, I think I'm going to take Nashville on three, to be honest. Take Nashville on three. Uh, just because I hate the Leafs, uh, Columbus in five. Uh, Penguins, I'm going to take them in four, actually, just because uh, fresh carry price is always scary. Uh, I'll take the Islanders. Islanders again. I don't know. This is kind of like Nashville. Uh... Uh, Islanders, 
I'll take the island. I'll take the Islanders in four as well. And uh, it, I am also going to take the Rangers actually, um, but I'm going to take the Rangers in five. Okay. So all fair. Um, I'll uh, I'll write those down and we'll we'll keep track after the first round. See see who's more accurate. Yeah, it's it's like I said, I it's it's tough because it's it, you don't know what people are gonna play like when they're healthy, right? I no, mean, exactly. Like, and the whole new format and neutral cities and all that, it's all it's all exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm curious. I, I'm I'm just really excited to be quite honest with you. And um, I, I just hate the Leafs. I hope the Leafs lose in the first round. If not, they'll lose to Boston in the second round. So that's all that matters. Yeah, um, and you know, talking on our our matchup a bit with the Wild, we'll I guess we'll dive to more of a Canucks uh, based rest of the episode here. Uh, Minnesota Wild get a little better off the ice by adding our uh, our former head of scouting director uh, Judd Brackett, which yeah we uh, we talked about obviously. Um, for the last couple weeks with his contract uh, up in the air and not being happy with the club. And now here he goes and goes to our, uh, I don't want to say rival, because no, I don't think anyone's a rival with Minnesota, but you know, our, our first round playoff matchup. Yeah. I, I don't know. To be quite honest with you, like I, it's like, okay, whatever. You know? that's That's the way I feel about it. Um, it's kind of, for me, it's just kind of, okay, you know what? He left, he, like, he's done here. Um, okay. Good riddance, you know? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Like, let's just kind of move on. It's not really, to me, a big deal, especially like, I don't know. I don't know if people are making a big deal. He's going to Minnesota because that's who we're playing or, or whatnot. But for me, it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Good luck. Uh, best of, uh, best wishes to you. And, um, all right, we'll see you later. Yeah, no, it's. It's just ironic, right? But yeah, I mean, for you sure, can't, you can't be you can't be mad at him if he wasn't getting the money or the respect or credit that he wanted, whatever it was. It wasn't making him happy. You got to move. You got to move. Like that's it. That's life. That's you know careers. When you're you know a career of that high level and, and within sports, you know there's never certainty or anything like that. So, I you know I wish I honestly I wish him the best. I do too. I like I got nothing against the guy. It's not to say you know. Screw you, and uh, I, I hope you, your career goes downhill from here. It's it's more just kind of like, it's like I don't really care, you know. Best of luck to him, and and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Minnesota drafts from here on out. Uh, yeah. I, one, one question I want to pose to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit a while ago, but... Um, who who's your who's gonna win the uh, the draft lottery now? Who's who's your number? Who's taking the number one pick? Well, the thing is, everyone has a twelve and a half percent chance, right? Yeah, whoever the makes eight it. Teams that don't don't make it to the next round. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's obviously everyone has a uh, a fair shot at it. Um, not like before, where it was based on you know how many games where you, you won. So for me, I think if the Canucks fall out and have a twelve and a half percent chance, one and eight chance at Laffy, I'm not mad at that. But considering Canucks' draft lottery history, 
probably not going to happen. Um, but when you look at the teams, like, like think about this: Edmonton could lose in the first round, get Lafreniere, right? Think about and that. if they, and if they lose in the first round, they probably will get the first pick because Edmonton's had yeah they've like had every first every first pick for the past fifteen years, and they still only made the playoff once outside of this yeah. year. So yeah, yeah, the twenty sixteen firepower, um, yeah, which is kind of shocking. So. Uh, Edmonton, if they lose to Chicago, which probably won't happen, I, I don't, I don't see it happening with the amount of talent that team has. But could you imagine like Edmonton or Pittsburgh, Toronto, New I York know. Rangers? It's kind of crazy. Getting uh, first overall over Detroit, like, like I would be up in flames if I was Detroit. Like, this is not fair whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I'm just thinking about it. But even think it. Look at how the the Penguins got Crosby. I mean, it was a lockout the year before. Yeah. And it was a complete up in the air, and Penguins walked away with the first pick, and they got Crosby. So uh, to say it's it's not it's it's unlikely for something like that to happen to Pittsburgh. I mean, it's happened before, right? Yeah, no, I read an article t- about how similar a, a, the 2005 and 2020 NHL yeah. drafts are now. Like like a, a team that's not really deserving of the first pick. Even more so this year than than I think back in two thousand and five, but a team that's not really deserving of the first pick, you know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, it would be something the Penguins could probably do. They they probably it would probably like you know happen, and then that team would just be unstoppable. I think Crosby would definitely win another. They'd win another cup cup or two like with Crosby, and then you know where we go from there. Who knows? Uh, but I, that's, I, I don't think they're my pick necessarily to win the draft lottery. Um, if I had to pick a team, just completely like, I don't know, out of the blue. I You know what? I'm just going to just pull one out. Um, probably my second favorite Canadian team. I'll go with the Habs. I think the Habs are going to walk away with Lafreniere. Yeah, then he'd be hometown. Uh... Hometown or home province. I don't know where if he's from yeah. Montreal or not, but... Whatever, they're all the same, right? They all <laughs> okay. All right, we Quebecers. don't want we don't we don't want the Quebecois coming after us now. All right, relax there, Dan. I'm just kidding. All right, all right. I'm just kidding. We, we love Montreal very much. We love Montreal. J'aime le Quebec. Uh, j'aime Montreal. J'aime j'aime uh, les les Canadiens. Uh, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Um, but uh, yeah. Any any Habs fans out there? You guys are my pick for the the draft lottery. So hopefully uh, the Penguins beat you guys, and then you can walk away with the first pick because Mark Bergevin is just the best looking GM in the league, in my opinion. Maybe not so much. Maybe not so much now, but uh, he's he's a good looking guy. I, I've my dad. Heard, met- I've heard quite a few Habs fans that that aren't happy with him though. Like, yeah, well, he's, I, like, he's I don't. On the hot I don't. Seat, from what I yeah, hear. oh no, he definitely is. But he's a good looking dude. My dad met him. My dad's got a picture with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, my dad also. This is when the draft was here last year. My dad would go to the hotel, <laughs> the hotel where they were staying, and he'd wait there and he'd hey, talk man, that, to people. That's, that's what people are gonna do in Edmonton. That's what people are gonna do in Toronto. Not, he met, that, he not met, that you'll be he, allowed to walk into a lobby, no. but they'll be like, you'll, they'll be snooping around. I would do the same. Uh, he met Alain Vigneault crossing the street. Oh, I don't cool. know. Downtown, Where, he was crossing the street. They stopped, yeah, here. And when they were here for the draft, he shook hands with him. Uh, it was, it was fun. He didn't get a picture with him, but uh, it was, that was a pretty cool story. No, that is cool. Speak, actually, speaking of while we're on this topic, I know we weren't planning to talk about it today, but 
hotels. Uh, you see the hotels for the uh, for the uh, bubbles? No, I didn't. What is, you haven't, you haven't like? looked at them? No. Oh my god, Hotel X, I think it's called. Is um, hold on, let me find it. What for city? You, I know this is in Toronto. Okay. Hold on, let me find the post here because I I, I know we weren't planning to talk about it, so I, I wasn't prepared for this, but it just kind of happened. So Dan, talk about something else. Tell people about um, tell people about your golf game, and I'll, I'll find this post here. Um, you know, yesterday at the range, I usually tee off in my three because my driver's, um, the slice god, they say. Um, so I was actually teeing off in my five. I was practicing my five and it was looking pretty solid. I was hitting it about 190, which is, uh, okay. I was in the upper deck, so shed 10 yards, hitting about 180. And it was fairly straight for the most part, and I threw up my shoulder doing it. So uh, a good thing is I discovered I might be teeing off of my five on Tuesday, and a bad thing is threw up my left shoulder, which is, for those who don't know, I've suffered a lot of football injuries with my right shoulder. I separated my AC joint six years ago, and you also I, got hit by a car, completely yeah. unrelated incident. Yeah, but you've also, also been yeah, hit by a, two cars. Very lucky man here. Um, but yeah, I separated my AC joint in my right shoulder, and it fully healed, and I returned back to football, but it's never really been the same. If, sometimes if I sleep in a weird position, it'll separate again, or I just got to push her back in, or sometimes during sports, it happens a lot. During football, it happened a lot, in my, especially in my senior year. So now that I threw up my left shoulder yesterday, I was shocked, because if it was my right, it's no big deal. It happens all the time, but it's my left and not that I separated it, but like it just felt very uncomfortable for a short period of time and uh, felt a little weak today. So we'll have to evaluate that and I'll, up you, I'll dip, update everyone on the situation. So basically Dan's an old man. Oh, and man. Uh, while we're on the topic of getting hit by cars, um, Dan... Are we on the topic of getting hit by cars? <laughs> I, guess, I guess we are because I right. brought it up. <laughs> so right, and, then, and then we'll talk about the hotels. But uh, Daniel, what, when was the first one? When did the first one happen? Grade 10? Yeah, I was, yeah, but I didn't actually like really get hit that time. The guy just kind of gave me a love tap, and I just kind of was like, "What the?" Fell over and collected all his insurance money. Um, um, Dan, Dan's telling me this story, and he, and I mean, he can back me up on this, but he, he told me he went home after he got hit by a car, and he told his mom that next time it happens, <laughs> uh, he'll he'll collect insurance money or something like that. Yeah, and, she and, wasn't and, happy and, with that. And obviously, you know, Dan's a little bit of a joker here, so he uh, so he was just playing around. Sure enough, what was it, last November, October? October 1st. October 1st, Dan, get, <laughs> Dan gets hit by another car riding his bike around UBC. This time I actually got hit, though. Like, I yeah, actually got smoked. Yeah, he was on crutches. So yeah. if you're ever... Ride, walk, or driving your car around UBC. Watch out because Dan's there trying to take your insurance watch money. Out and for uh, all bikers, man, honestly, like UBC is a huge campus. I know. Yeah. You, I can very attest to that. I think a lot of people can. It is huge, and to, if you got a class or you got somewhere to be, biking is most certainly your best option, and it should be a very bike friendly campus. Considering the main, the main road, main mall, you can't drive on. Like it's just walking from all the way from. Thunderbird Stadium to the Rose Garden on the very north side of, like, Southwest Marine there. So, like, I don't know, man. This this chick was trying to pass me on a single-laned uh, uh, yellow line curved road outside of Thunderbird Stadium. 
and it's I'm pretty sure it's like a 30 or 40 zone and it's like it's poor visibility like I don't know if you've ever driven to Thun on Stadium Road like it's like around the corner you got this tree that kind of overhangs the roads you can't really see there's a literal bike fucking painted in the road because it's a it's supposed to be a bike friendly lane and this chick tries and dusts me while I'm taking a left and I got absolutely shellacked and my first thought was like well it's like getting blindsided in football which you can that's something you can attest to yes <laughs> i've been just, there you're just kind of like looking at the sky like what the fuck just happened and then next thing you know you're just like on your ass and like i'm like heart pumping i'm like oh my god what the hell just happened like and then I was like, oh, my God, I got my MacBook in my bag. Not even, like, concerned about my own <laughs> <Yeah>. health. <laughs> it's like my $2,000 computer. What's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and the funny thing is I was going to the team doctor to go give her a prescription because I had, like, remember when I used to wake up and I couldn't talk for the first, like, three hours of the day? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going, I finally got meds for that. And, yeah, and then I got hit. And then she had to give me, a, she had to pay me a different sort of visit. Because I got smoked by a car. Yeah, uh, glad to hear you're okay. Uh, that being said, though, there are uh, we're still on the topic of biking here. Um, I know I ride my bike to your place some few times. Going from my place to your place, I know there's like a bunch of stop signs you're supposed to stop at as a bike. Like people just fly right through, and 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 like it doesn't surprise me that people get hit by cars because there are bikers that bike like they're they're idiots. And and like I I usually like I'll stop at the stop sign and and look and but guys just fly right through and then cars cars come in the other way like at the intersection don't have a stop sign and then so you know it's kind of like you know and I see bikers fly through it's 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 uh, there are bikers like not to say that Dan is a, a reckless biker um, per se but uh, no, there are there put are me at risk more than it puts anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are some really re- people who think they're going on the f- fucking uh, Tour de France, uh, Mister uh, tight tight biker shorts in his shirt. You know, you know the guys I'm talking oh, about, yeah. Dan, right? Oh yeah, they're I always got, up and down my my street here. I got problems with those people there because they don't they think they run the road, and then and then they end up getting themselves hurt, and then whose fault is it? It's the driver's fault. It's the car's fault always, right? So. Yeah, well, I just don't get it. Like, if you're a biker, like, why would you run a red? Like, they want all, they want to be respected. They want their bike lanes. I know. And, like, I would love bike lanes, too. Like, people hate bike lanes, but I'm like, listen, you don't, if you walk around downtown Vancouver at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., see how many people bike to work because no one wants to drive through downtown if it's possible, right? There's a lot of bikers. Give them their bike lanes. It's not a huge deal. It's like a foot and a half of space, okay? Like, you, like, you're not, it's not like you can make another lane out of that. Like, just relax, dude. Like, oh, my taxpayer dollars are going to this shit. Oh, my God. Like, no, dude. It's like, like you know, like you just got to paint some lines, man. That's all you got to do. Worry about worry about your tax dollars somewhere else. But uh, I tell you, I tell you where I got a problem, though, is is up by my house. You know, the road, um, I think it's Greystone, you know, you know, kind of the backside of the golf course, kind of like hole 16. They're kind of, I know we're kind of off topic hole and nobody's 16. gonna know who we're, who we're talking about. You know, when you get from the four way there, is the dog, the dog leg. Yeah. Down, so, yeah. okay. So, you know, when you get from the four way and then you're going to like where Skaggs lives, I know nobody knows who Skaggs is, but you know, yeah, you know, yeah, like you're going that way. So, you, road, yeah. Yeah. So, you know how that road is very narrow and there's that big wide path on the side, yes. which is meant for people on their bikes and walking. Yeah, it's a huge sidewalk. 
people still ride their bikes on the road and it stops traffic and it pisses me off because they have a fucking a, a wide path there paved path it's a nice path to ride their bikes and they still ride on the road and then they wonder why people get hit by car i'm sorry i'm going off on a bit of a rant here this no, is this is my my problem is my... we're bikers too so like we see yeah it's not like we sides. don't like bike we want bike lanes yeah but, i but think like, it's great like most of these bikers they like they they want to be respected the same as 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 cars and be on the road but then they just run reds and run stop signs, which yeah. ultimately puts them at risk more than anyone else. So, like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. It. And, don't. and don't get me wrong, going from my house up here by Burnaby Mountain down Union to Burnaby North, and then down Francis all the way to Daniel's house, and and all the way it continues downtown to Adenac. Fantastic! I, I love it. it. It's there's like barely any cars, and it's and it's open and it's great. You're on the road, but when you gotta. When you got a designated space for your bike and it's a narrow road, you know how that road is. It's a oh, narrow yeah. road. Like you can't pass and on. And it's windy too. Like you, yeah, and if you you're can't... speeding up at night and you hit a yeah. turn. There's a biker there. Like you're going through them. Yeah, and you can't pass without coming going into the oncoming lane, which that's like it's a. I know it's a side road, but it's a fairly busy road. Like there's always cars going each way, so you're stuck behind a biker. It's like, you know, you got a path here. And then they wonder what, like, they do stuff like running red lights and running stop signs. And then they wonder why they get hit. Obviously, you know, there's good bikers. I know me and you were always careful. And when we go with our buddies, we're always careful. But, uh, like, it's 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 ridiculous. Like, that's that's just my, my two cents. And <laughs> we're really off topic now because we were talking about hotels. And then now we're talking about biking. But, um, hotel? Yeah, that's. Trivago. Yeah, so we'll, I'll go into the hotels here now because we do have a couple more things we want to talk about. I'll, I'll save the best one for last. All right. So in Edmonton, uh, they got the JW Marriott, which is the St. Louis Blues, the Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Stars, the Oilers, and the Predators. And then in the Sutton Place, there's the Canucks, Flames, Jets, Wild, Coyotes, and Blackhawks. Okay, so that's the, the, the West there. Fairly decent, you know, all yeah. right. Uh, move to Toronto. They got the Royal York, Carolina Islanders, uh, the Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Canadians, Panthers, and Rangers. This is the one that every now. This next one, the fourth one, Hotel X. This is the one that everybody's going crazy about. Listen, to Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh. That hotel is going to be something else. A lot of partiers. A lot of partiers, but could also be a lot of problems there too. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. It's you know what it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like that. Remember when we did the first time we did the phone ins and we had that picture of Ovechkin on the phone? It's gonna be like that commercial there. Guys are ordering room service to each other's rooms. And I swear to God, I swear to God. Uh, but Hotel X um, looks like a party. I'd I'd definitely be loving to stay in Hotel X if project I had a choice. Project X, make that Project X. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but I think we're just both excited. Um, I know we got a couple more things we want to talk about here. Yeah. Um, is there anything else off topic we want to talk about before we, uh, do no, we want to talk I think about, I'm good. We got bike we talk, planes, hotels, we talked about the, the weather, traffic, golf, personal injury, golf, personal injury, you know, which my lawyer um, advised me not to talk about. So I must, I must, uh, plead the fifth now. Okay. All right. I'll take the, the Tosto card there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no. Let's move into let's move into uh, Canucks because that's Kay. that's what we're here for. 
Canucks, big signing. Uh, Jack Rathbone, they picked him up in the little window where you could pick up players. And they got this guy who they took in the fourth round of the 2017 draft. He's a defenseman from Harvard. He scored 31 points in 28 games. I would have put a 50, but no biggie. Yeah, no biggie. I'm not watching Ivy League sports, so couldn't tell you what he actually looked like. I watched his tape. That doesn't mean anything. Anyone can look good in a highlight tape. But uh, I'm, I, I like the move because if you're given the opportunity to, go for it. Um, defenseman, obviously lacking, um, obviously lacking on the blue line right now, as we've talked about multiple, multiple times. So obviously a, a good addition there. Um, it sounds like also Brogan Rafferty will be joining the team in the restart, the the Utica the Utica defenseman who's been tearing it up. So um, I don't know. This is a good good signing right before right before the play in. I do want to mention one more thing. Um, you you mentioned you can't look bad in a highlight tape. Uh, I think it was Dante Servo who put together <laughs> his highlight tape yeah. of him every time the ball he'd be on the sideline. I don't know. You probably know it better than I do, yeah, so I don't know if you want to field for any of his clips. Yeah, so the camera would pan and then it would stop and like you know you draw the circle around where you are and it would always be him on the sidelines <laughs> just Arms standing crossed, there drinking Gatorade. Um but yeah, my question to you is though, do we need another offensive defenseman? Like obviously you don't want a, a completely stay at home guy. But from what it sounds like this kid's an off more of an offensive guy, no? Yeah, well, he led the Harvard defense in points, so that's obviously a sign. But I mean, maybe just because at that level, if you're like if you're ready to play NHL and you and you're playing Ivy League, like you're you're gonna do well on on in both sides of the game. So I think yeah. that's gonna that's gonna change uh, once he hits the once he hits the show. But yeah, I mean, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But I mean, like you know, it doesn't hurt to sign another defenseman uh, right before you know the start because you don't know. Who's who's been you know boozing all of quarantine and who's been actually like I know Edler's go. been just tearing it up there him and him and Party Boy Jake have probably been oh, out clubbing yeah. every night Edler seems like a party animal if you ask me I'd love yeah, to spend a day like with a him very fun energetic personality yeah um, yeah so I I don't I don't hate the signing apparently he he signed because uh, the Ivy League already told him they're not playing hockey um, like in in the fall of 2020 winter 2020. So like he was gonna stay another year, but because the uncertainty about you know COVID and the league, he said he just he signed. He's burning a year off his ELC so he can get paid big bucks sooner. And I don't know, it seems to be like a win-win here. Yeah, I, I, like you said, I I honestly don't know much about the kid. Um, I hopefully he's he's more on the two-way side than the the, the purely offensive side. You know, because we we don't you know you have a team full of offensive defensemen. Could potentially be a problem, right? We we don't want too much offense on the back end. We need those guys that are kind of two way, kind of holding it down, right? So, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. Obviously, seems like everybody's making a big deal out of this signing. Um, but again, once he steps on the ice, that's when we'll really see, uh, like if it's worth it or not. So, yeah, we'll you mentioned uh, you mentioned Party Boy Jake there. I don't know if you saw the clip on Twitter of uh, he was. I don't know what happened. Apparently, he lost the puck on some sort of breakaway. And then Bill Horvat dropped a few F-bombs at him and told him, I don't know, just smarten up or something like that. Did you did you, did you you hear that clip from the from the little scrimmage? 
I didn't hear it, but I I got a notification saying David Quadrelli tweeted about it. Let me. I think it was David Quadrelli that tweeted about it. Probably. Hi, David, if you're listening. Probably. Um, probably not. Honestly, he's probably got better things to do. He's a busy man. He seems like a busy man. He's been at every training camp. He's given yeah. live updates on goal celebrations and. Uh, all those punishments it seems like the losing team does at the end. Uh, even NHL Twitter tweeted about that. Um, yeah, but you know what? Brendan Batchelor, who does who usually does the the play by play for the six fifty, he 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 was calling the game, and it was it was live. You on six fifty, you could you could he was commentating on the scrimmage, Team Blue versus Team White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's how start. When was we are for content. Yeah, this is this is uh Um this seems like quite the entertaining game. I mean there was there was challenges and Manny Malholster was the referee. I don't know I don't know if he's allowed to referee with oh, his eye, he? but apparently. Mm. Can can he referee? Interesting. With his uh, with his eye? The team blue won five two. Yeah. In the day four scrimmage. Markstrom was on the losing end of a couple of them, eh? Was he? Okay, I didn't. I didn't look. That's at what. The, that's what I heard. I didn't. I didn't look at the rosters. I was just. I just watched some clips on Twitter. I don't know. I see things here and there, and apparently he was on the losing end of the earlier ones in the earlier day. Besser was mic'd up. Should we move on to Besser? I guess he was mic'd up for. Uh, for yeah. One of them. Yeah. So that's the last thing we talk. want to talk about. So Besser, a lot of talk around him. Um, Canucks Twitter has been blowing up for the last week and a half since that report came out that um, on the 1040 that that he was he was on the trading block or that they were gonna explore the possibility of trading him, which is the same thing, I guess. Um, and everyone w- lost their mind because they're like they clearly v- uh, value Toffoli over Besser, and Besser's a young, better Toffoli. So. You know, and this is a guy that you, you almost won the Calder. You grew up, developed, younger, arguably more talented, and you're just gonna go dish him after what, like three seasons? You know? Yeah. So I think I speak for everyone that I that, that I, at least that I saw on Twitter saying like, "What the actual f, Jim Benning? Like, you need to go." Um, but yeah, I mean, like making that move for Toffoli just makes the off season even harder. As much as it makes this season better, just going forward, it's just an uglier situation. So I don't, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Like we talked about, um, he's been playing well though. He's got ten points in the ten games he played with us. He's looking good going into the play in here. But uh, yeah, you can go go talk about the Besser mic'd up because people I think they were chirping him about it. Yeah, JT Miller came up to him and he's like, "Yo, are you getting traded, bad? And then Besser just started laughing. Uh, but for me, like, I don't know. I, to be honest, I'm kind of on the fence because obviously the kid's got potential and obviously he's a great player. But you also have to keep in mind he's very injury prone. Um, now, I'm not saying dish him. I'm not saying it's a good idea to dish him. Uh, don't, nobody go out there saying, oh, Matt said that he wants to dish Brock Besser. No, I, I don't think he needs to be dished. Uh, I think he's fine where he is. But, you know... I could kind of make some sense of it, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, obviously, depending on what, hypothetically, what they would have got back, mm-hmm. that would have been okay. Is this a good move or a bad move? Well, I'm reading an article right now by Quadrelli, and he's saying that 
if the Canucks dumped Besser, that's not a cap dump, and that's, quote-unquote, that's fixing a weakness of your hockey team and, in turn, making your hockey team better. This is something good teams do. They get better. So I think that's I think that's pretty well said, and I think if they do move Besser, they obviously wouldn't acquire a, a forward. That would make zero sense. They would, they would yeah. obviously get a first-round pick or a defenseman or more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would be for cap. Like I said, the thing that's really scary to me for Besser is is how injury prone he is. I mean, he's been injured what it seems like every almost every year since he's been here, right? It yeah. feels like it. Yeah. It it feels like it. I and and to me like I'm not like obviously like I said great player full of potential, but once a guy gets injured, I mean it's kind of scary, you know? It's it's you know, he gets one, then he gets that two. That young and, and into his new contract, yeah. yeah totally. And and then you're like, okay, you know, how much, like, how much are we really willing to put into this guy if he's just gonna keep getting injured, right? So, I, I'm not, I'm not mad that he's still here at all. Happy he's here. Love the guy. Good guy. I mean, got the nicest hair on the team, I would think. Uh, but. Uh, I judge my hockey players off looks and my coaches and everyone off looks. If you couldn't tell my favorite, my, <laughs> my favorite ones are the good looking ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He's still here and, you know, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully he stays healthy and, and maybe he can make a real splash and in the, in the whole playing thing. And I think that's, this might be a real test for him. You know, if, if he can, Stay healthy and make a major impact, like we expect him to. Uh, I think it it it'll I think it'll bode well for him and for the rest of his career. Yeah, and I think guys like Besser are different than guys like Vertanen. You know, where Besser, I think his whole head is 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 with the Canucks and is with hockey. Absolutely. And Vertanen, you know, his you know his judgment can be off. So I think that it sounds like he loves the city. Um, and I think, he was, you, I think he was alluding to it on his Instagram. I don't know what he was saying, but he was just posting pictures of Vancouver, and I don't know. I saw some fake captions, so I don't want to say which ones were real and which ones were fake, because I saw some were like, I never want to leave here. I hope I don't get drained, stuff like that, <laughs> that people were putting over top of it. But I think his head is in the game. Uh, he's excited to come back and play hockey like everyone else's, I'd hope. Uh, you know, with all these trade rumors, hopefully it propels him to play better. You know, show Jim Benning a little, you know, little fu, um, and just you know, just really have a bounce back year because people say that he had a, he had a down year, which we obviously production and expectations are high with with Besser. Um, he's still young though, and I still think there's tons of more potential, and I think he's gonna have a a, a, good, a good playoffs. Yeah, I I think so too, and. One guy who I'm really excited and I think is actually going to be my Con Smythe pick for the whole play-in thing is uh, Louis Erickson. He's been apparently a he's not doing horrible at camp. Like apparently, that's what I've heard. Actually, I've heard he's actually been doing Beagle pretty good. Apparently, are like looking like some of the like most ready to go players. Like, yeah. So I mean, I'm not. Just, I don't know if that's concerning or if that's like good that your bottom end players are playing well or if that's like holy well, we've, shit, we've, this team we've sucks. Al- we've always said like you know, even like David says, you know, it's it's a deep 
um it's it's a deep uh deep forwards you know like like the the top six especially is like very good and oh yeah you know the, the bottom six is not bad so uh, i'm <laughs> i'm curious to uh to to see what what they can do you know as a whole as a team you know like we said coming back fresh and and all that and it'll be it'll be interesting i'm excited no totally i think uh i think i'm i'm very excited for the for the play-in obviously and you know if our bottom six guys like beagle and Bertanen and louis can all can all perform and then we get these signings and rathbone and rafferty gets the call up I think this is uh, as much as this team doesn't have experience in the playoffs. Um, I think that's a dangerous. That's a dangerous roster. That's a dangerous <laughs> roster for this season, at least. Sorry, <laughs> just you follow that Nux memes Instagram account. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Just fantastic stuff, eh? What are they? The, he loves Louis. That guy. Oh my god! I was. Did you see the one about the Louis? The the fake Louis statement coming back <laughs> to play. Right you can read that one out um he's been doing awards like this guy i don't know who this is but if if you happen to be listening whoever runs the nux memes account like shout out to you man like this stuff just constantly makes birthday me yesterday hey was it i think so oh my god we didn't even oh my okay you you look at the louis erickson return to play thing and then i'll look up louis erickson's birthday i realize how important i am to this team i don't want those other losers to screw this up for us i will be playing which means all those other <laughs> <laughs> in trouble that's fantastic thank you Louis. yeah yeah yes you're right yesterday turned 35 big louis erickson happy birthday to louis the six million dollar man six million dollar man worth every um, penny worth every penny man we're paying him a million dollars uh for a goal you know it's, it's definitely uh worth it and this guy's been doing out awards. He gives the the oopsie biggest off ice mistake award to Brendan Leipzig. Yeah, I saw that one. Well deserved clown. Fantastic! Just just gave away his whole career for for no good reason. He's got some really bold. Do you want to read out his? Do you want me to read out his predictions for the the play in? Oh, just Canucks to win the whole thing in 15 games. I'm just gonna go through it. I don't know. I haven't really looked at it, so I'm gonna go through it. So his predictions here. Chicago versus Edmonton. Connor McDavid forgets how to play hockey. Sam Gagne flies in from Detroit to take his spot and scores eight points a game. Taves craps his pants on the ice. Winnipeg, Calgary. In the second period of Game 3, the Flames revealed that they're actually a flash mob, not a professional hockey team. They start a dance on the ice. Winnipeg wins by default. Vancouver, Minnesota. The Canucks will be distracted by Kevin Fiala's beauty. The Wild will be, stra- be distracted by Brock Besser's flow. No hockey will end up being played. Arizona and Nashville. Taylor Hall thinks he's still on New Jersey. He's crying in a bathtub so he doesn't hear the Coyotes call. Phil Kessel gets food poisoning and doesn't play. Pittsburgh and Montreal. Every That's single the most <laughs> reasonable of them all is Phil Kessel getting food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Montreal, every single penguin gets injured just before the series in a tandem bicycle accident. Speaking Uh-oh. of bicycle accidents, Uh-oh. we were just talking about yep. that. Yes, Pittsburgh that's sen- reasonable, I guess. <laughs> Pittsburgh sends in 20 random fans to play. Montreal wins in five. In five, eh? <laughs> He's giving them no credit. No credit at all. Toronto, Columbus, all the Blue Jackets except Cam Atkinson and Merz Lickens fly to Edmonton instead of Toronto. <laughs> 
the two play it the whole series alone. Columbus wins in four. I like this guy. I like where his head's at. Yeah, no, he gets it. We should. He we gets should, it. We, the should, we should reach out to him. And try and have him on the show. Yeah, we should. Uh, the whole uh, New York and Carolina. The whole series is played like bubble hockey. The players don't move from one spot all game. In pre- <laughs> I can't even. In protest for the unseasoned chicken, they were all stared at the hotel. I don't know why I find this so funny, but I'm dying. Yeah, and no, then that, that is a funny account, though. I've, I've been following. And then for New York, New York, and Florida is just simply who cares. The Islanders in Florida, who cares? Who, who does care though? <laughs> the the most uh, the next post here. I just scrolled up accidentally. The next post is the Rick DiPietro most disappointing player award, and that goes to Sergey Bobrovsky. Just in case anybody's wondering. Wow, that was a good laugh I was having. I don't know why I found that so Why funny, weren't our predictions was... like that? I know. We should have thought of doing something like that. Bold predictions. I really like the Toronto one from him. Is there anything else we need to talk about today? Or are we just going to no. wrap this up now? <laughs> I think that is it. I, I think, think we've been everywhere. Is I there think, anything else? Uh, if you want more updates, check out Canucks Twitter. They've just been blowing up for the last week or two. With the best, go watch, go watch some Formula One. If you haven't watched Formula One yet, go check that out. Been watching that. that. That's Uh, been a. It's been tough. It's been tough for me. I'm not gonna lie down the Formula One. Why Ferrari's not 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 pulling their weight? Ferrari's car has been terrible this year. Um, I'm gonna go off on another little rant here quickly. Anyone who thinks Lewis Hamilton has any sort of skill this year is just wrong. It's it's solely down to the car. Um. That he hasn't had to do anything special. That car, for the past, the past what he's won six championships now. The past five he's won with Mercedes have solely been on the car or off of Ferrari having a bad car or screwing up. He hasn't really had to do anything special. Um, and then you look at his championship win in two thousand eight. The only reason he won that one is because one of the the car in front of him that he needed to pass to win the championship uh, had an engine problem and ended up dying. And so that's the only reason he won the championship that year. It was pure luck. So the guy's not as good as he thinks he is. And if anybody's a Lewis Hamilton fan, like, like I, I got no respect for you, to be quite honest with you. Um, and that's, that's just my two cents. I don't like Lewis Hamilton or his fans or anyone that supports him. That's, that's my was, two cents. I was, I was just about to say the same thing, actually. And a part of that, too, is just because I'm a Ferrari fan and they suck. So... Um, yes, I know, Matt, salty Ferrari fan, <laughs> whatever, okay, I'm just mad, okay, I need to vent, I don't like the fact that he's winning, I hate it. It's good, it's and, good to be giving he's you not, a platform to yell and, at people. And he's not the greatest driver of all time, I don't care what anybody says, and it's not Michael Schumacher either, um, I think, I think it actually goes to Jim Clark, um, he's probably one of the best drivers of all time. The great. Really old. Yeah, the really late, old. The late, great Jim Clark. Yeah, he did actually pass away driving. He only raced for like two or three years, but he won like two or three championships. He was nuts. And I think he's actually one of the greatest drivers, probably one, probably the greatest driver of all time. Aaron Senna's in the conversation, obviously. Schumacher's in the conversation. Lewis Hamilton's in the conversation, but he's not the best of all time. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what anybody says. He's not the greatest driver of all time. He's in the conversation, but he's not the greatest driver of all time. Okay, that's my two cents. I've ranted a couple times today. And I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done too. Okay, uh, so is there any updates? Big, anything you want to inform the public on? Well, no. I mean, we'll probably just be posting our golf game on Tuesday. So anybody that listens to this Monday, 
Uh, I don't know how many listens we'll get on Monday, but anybody that listens this Monday, uh, we will be playing tomorrow. We will, we'll be yeah, we'll be playing tomorrow. Uh, watch our social media. We'll be updating again, probably around hole five or hole six once we get a little bit into the pace and kind of spread it out a little bit. And uh, we got a big guest next week, right? Do we for sure? I don't um, know. Not officially, but yeah, probably, probably, probably gonna be a big guest. Okay, so probably most likely big guest. Um, we're looking forward to it. Uh, buddy of Dan's this time. Uh, you'll know him when we announce it. We're really excited. Hopefully, it does go through. Unlike our couple sponsorship opportunities that we've lost kind of um we won't talk about that but hopefully it goes through as always watch social media um pucks and nucks if you don't know how to spell it by now look at the name of the podcast and that's how you spell it um yeah i'm not gonna spell it out anymore um yeah go check social media and uh dan yeah that's it for today and uh, we'll see you guys next monday